This week's podcast brought to you by Heart-Shaped Meats. The key to being married for 17 years now, going on 17 years, Yeah, I think was revealed to me on Valentine's Day when you said to me, I didn't get you anything, so you wouldn't feel bad about not getting me anything. And that's what I appreciate about you. be fat. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Good afternoon or good evening. We're in that sort of nether region of between... Well, it's kind of dinner time, I guess. Well, for us, most many people would find 5.30 p.m. very early for dinner, but that's yeah. dinner time for us. What do you think the mean dinner time is in our audience? Uh, 6.30. 6.30? That would be my guess, yeah. Do we have any listeners in Barcelona? Do you check the metrics on that? Um, we probably do, yes. And they're probably, probably later there. Well, of course, it's the time is later there. Should we start this over? <laughs> no, let's just keep going. We want to always include our listeners from Barcelona. Yes, we do. Um, by the way, did I say check the metrics? Please slap me if I ever say something like that again. Um, I think you did, yes. It well, is later. Our, our kids had yesterday and today off from school. Their big February break is just having two days off. And I sit here wondering how I'm going to, how mobile I'm going to be tomorrow. Because I did something today, I think, for the first time in about 15 years. And that is... Uh, we went with our kids to a gym and played... Which, which is not the first. No. This week. No. But I played basketball. It was just three on three half court. But, and, I, you know, I've coached our kids for years and coached basketball for years and shot around. But this was the first time I've played basketball in like 15 years. And I forgot how much freaking fun it is. Well, that you say how much... It hurts. No. Well, yeah. Like, as we were as we were playing, I just knew, I'm like, oh, man, tomorrow my knee is going to be so swollen. And I felt a little creaky, but I, I just had forgotten how much fun it is to play basketball. Well, anybody who was in the vicinity of that gym in West Hartford, Connecticut, might have heard you as uh, you hit one of your many rainbow jumpers, might have heard you shouting, this was three on three with our kids. Mama still got game. Because no, you, you did shout it several times. You did. No, Mama I, still got no, game. I said it one time. Mama still as got a game. joke. I no. It as wasn't a joke. joke. Yes, it and was. It was and then it wasn't inaccurate. I was. I was in the post. I shot it over my head backwards, and I walked away and said, "Mama still got it." Well, <laughs> and was obviously joking because we were playing with two sixth grade boys, a fifth grade boy. And uh, an eighth grade girl, and you and me. Nevertheless, so. first of all, nevertheless, you, can I just say, you can Mama say still like. does still got That's it. That's what by I'm the saying. Way. You 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 <laughs> wasn't wrong, and uh, even usurping my role in hallway hoops, a game that I I'm the J- Dr. James Naismith of, of hallway hoops that I I brought to our house three or four years ago, and you've suddenly insinuated yourself into the games, which is great. The kids 
appreciate your your involvement, but but you've also been shouting, "Mama's still got it," or "Mama's still got game." Uh, in <laughs> those in I've those games, you have. I've, I've heard it ringing out. Well, the beauty of happily. the hallway hoops games is that um, my Christmas present is getting even more use. You got me the one thing I asked for, which was the uh, electric scoreboard. I've used it at my basketball practice, but we're also now using it in the hallway. We've yeah. taken away the flower arrangement in the foyer. And, uh, or the foyer. In the foyer and put the 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 clock there. and uh, It's now become a foyer. Yeah. <laughs> but it, we're having a blast. Now I know why you've been playing hallway hoops all this time. It's, so it's a fun. lot of fun. It is. It's so and, much and, fun. And uh, HH is its abbreviation in the name of the league. And I would say most days, most mornings begin, the first words I hear from our son is HH. Yeah. HH. <laughs> So I will miss it when uh, when I no longer hear that, which will probably be in a year or so when he's, uh, you know. When he's ripped the door down. Too big for the foyer. Speaking of gifts, it wasn't just the scoreboard um, for Christmas, but my Valentine's Day gift to you was a pair of movie tickets. I think you appreciated that. I very much appreciate it. Well, first you got me some dark chocolate, which two I like. Two pounds of dark chocolate. I which got- I, I, when I asked for the big box at your favorite chocolate emporium, I didn't realize that it was not a one-pound box. It was a two-pound box, but it was good because now the pound, I usually eat close to a pound of your one-pound box of chocolates. Now I can eat more than a pound of your one-pound box of chocolates and still leave you with the better part of a pound. Yeah, you and the kids tend to eat most of it. Um, And I got you a nice big box of truffles since those are the candy that you like and not me. But yeah, And in fact, on Valentine's morning, as you were leaving the house to take the kids to school, and I was stuck there with my heart-shaped box of truffles... Well, first, the, I, I've continued a tradition that my parents had, which was when our kids come down in the morning on Valentine's Day, there's a little heart-shaped box of um, candy on the table where they sit. My parents did that, and so that's what we do for the kids. And I'd also left you a, a large heart-shaped box of truffles. And, uh, and a couple of the kids said as they were eating breakfast can we have one of our chocolates i said of course not it's it's eight in the morning it's, it's, you can't it's have beyond a, the pale it's yeah, out of the you question can't do that so the kids got in the minivan as did i and then i realized i'd left something inside so i opened the door and came back in to find you <laughs> like a squirrel um in the fall like hunched i was, over hunched your, over. I was like i was like i was like chris Catan's mango eating an apple on <laughs> 90s Saturday Night Live. You were. And I just looked at you like, you pathetic creature. I don't care if you have a chocolate at 8 a.m. Like, just, you know, proudly eat your chocolate. But it was pretty darn funny. And so then later in the day, um, our our awesome babysitter, uh, Tara, who um, used to babysit the kids a lot and and doesn't as much now, but the kids love when – when she comes by, she had said, you know, I'm going to be around on Saturday. Why don't you and Steve go out for Valentine's Day and um, and I'll babysit the kids. And so I said to you, you know, maybe let's go get a movie. And, and so you went on the computer. Let's go see a movie. Let's go see a movie. One. Yeah. We weren't going to go to our local blockbuster. <laughs> right. We were going to see a movie. And so you go on the computer and it's one of the theaters now. The one we go to has the assigned seats. So, you know, are these seats good? Yes. I mean, there were almost every seat in the theater was available and then next thing i know you're saying uh i can't find my credit card so i said all right i'll um buy the movie tickets and i said i said this is i couldn't find my wallet you couldn't find your wallet so i was like well thanks for 
getting the movie tickets. Well, the movie tickets were $25.58. And when I did find my wallet an hour later, I gave you $25.58 well, cents I said to you, I said, this is the caricature that your family portrays of you. That and, and again, I've said this before in the podcast. It's not one that I see. I don't see you as a person you see, who doesn't. You see the opposite. I mean, you give I, me Of course. You pay for everything when we're out. And uh, anyway, I said, this is the caricature that your siblings have of you. And then you got kind of defensive. And next thing I know, you're slapping down $25. And how much change was it? I didn't get defensive. You said 58 cents. You put it down in front of me. You said, no, I paid for it. Let's tell the truth. You said you wouldn't let me give you the cash because you wanted to have this story that and is lord a good it over story. me. And I said it's it's even if you put the cash down in front of me the story still exists as it is. Exactly. So, anyway. Well, I was um I wanted to bring this up because not this, something else well, up can, about can, Valentine's can I, Day. Can, can yeah. you just hold that thought because yes. when we got to the movie and it was almost almost empty with the exception of our two seats. Somebody was sitting there, two assigned seats with those fully reclining seats were occupied. Which put us in the predicament of, so we just moved moved a couple rows back and now we're sitting down and somebody else comes in and we're we're probably in their seats. seats. And then we're the jerks for being in people's seats. Having said that, when we we got to our seats and the people said, are these your seats? Yes. Well, somebody's sitting in our seats. They didn't didn't offer to move. Right. Yeah. And it, it didn't end up being a big deal because... You know, most of the seats in the theater weren't taken, but still, it sort of defeated the purpose of purchasing the seats ahead of time. Anyway, a couple days before Valentine's Day, I was in the grocery store, uh, and I went, I was near the butcher department, or the butcher, (laughs) where with the meat department, and they had giant cuts of meat in the shape of a heart. Right next to it, they had pinwheels that were on, I don't know what vegetable they were on. So the pinwheel part of the meat looked like a flower. And then the other part was a stem. And it just made me wonder, does anybody actually bring home a giant heart-shaped slab of meat as part of their their Valentine's Day? Yes, heart-shaped meat. This is the first I've heard of it. Yeah, I I have a picture. I'll post the picture on Instagram so people can see it. But um, it's a... uh, carnivorous manifestation of the very organ that the that the food is damaging is as you eat it. Yes, exactly right. So um so anyway I saw that and then as I was checking out of the grocery store and, you know, helping the, the woman put my groceries in the bag, a guy behind me said, Rebecca and I turned and looked him at him and he said this with a hint of surprise. He said, You're still around? <laughs> You're still around well, as you're in still around. alive? I, I mean, what else would he Showing mean? Showing yourself in public? Yeah. Uh, and I was just thinking, I said, yeah, <laughs> I'm still around. Like, where where am I supposed to be? And I guess anywhere I am, You're I'm still around. around. Yes. Did, did he emphasize uh, the you? You're still around? No. Or the around? The still. You're still, still around? You're still hey, Rebecca, around. You're still around. And, um, and you know, m- maybe... Because I grew up in this area, maybe that's what he meant. But I, I got the distinct impression that he meant, "Oh, you're still you're still and, alive," and, and sort like of marginally you? resented it, right? Yeah, not really. I mean, maybe he was he, he pleasantly maybe surprised. Maybe he saw my cart full of giant slabs of heart shaped meat and was surprised that my ticker's still ticking. Right. Assumes um, by now that you have a meat shaped heart. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps I don't know, but. Um, Anyway, I thought it was I thought it was interesting. And then the other part, and I know I have a lot of grocery store stories, but I'm going to throw this out there too because I was buying bacon because our listeners know that we we consume bacon in our house. And I was thinking, is there 
any product or anything that more embraces false advertising than bacon. How because so? you, you because when you look on the back of the bacon package where they have it open or in the front it's open it's I've lined up that. in a way where it looks like it's all meat and oh, no sure. fat. It's it's sort of uh, leafed. Yes, like, yes, yes. But they do it in a masterful way. So like the the amount of fat looks minimal and the amount of meat looks maximal. Maximal. And then you open up the package of bacon, and the only strip, the the narrowest part of the bacon that is meat was what was showing, and then it's like eighty percent just lard. And, um, minimal meats and, and maximal lard. Yes, minimal meats and maximal lard. And um, and, and whoever have, has come up with the way they lay the bacon out in the packaging is genius because it, the bacon layers. Yeah, they're um, the, the bacon they're, layers. It's false advertising in, in its greatest form. Well, I, you seem sort of uh, find it admirable. In Grudging some, admiration. In some, I, I'm I'm I admire the person who came up with the way to do it. Um, although I prefer it not, the advertising not be false, but uh, kudos to the person who figured out exactly how to lay it out so the, it, it looks the, better than it is. The bacon faken, as it were? The bacon, yes, the bacon faken. Well, this has been a, a, a meat-heavy podcast so and, far. And we don't even eat that much meat, but it has been meat-heavy. Heart-shaped meat, though. I mean, I it's news to me. I kind of wish you had brought it home. And while I, I didn't send you a Valentine's card... I couldn't because our mailbox had been knocked over and destroyed many months ago by the, or many weeks ago by the snowplow. Yes. Gratuitously, I think the plow struck the box itself because we had. It was a day where we didn't have snow. I think the the plow was going by to drop um, sand or salt because there was supposed to be ice, and it just crushed our mailbox. We appreciate the plow service we, we appreciate the, our pu- town of our public but works in it, town it sure. necess- necessitated getting a new mailbox and there was and also because the post was knocked over and it's sort of just leaning you know resting in in, in its post hole now uh, there's no way i was going to mount a new mailbox on the old post in fact it took forever to get the old mailbox off that thing was i'm s- glad you added on the old post yeah well the 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 mailbox wasn't knocked off the post. The post no, and I'm mailbox just saying I'm glad you didn't end it as there was no way I was going to mount a mailbox. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> anyway. I didn't say that. Y- anyway. anyway. So um, you. So uh, I got a new mailbox and some bungee cords and bungeed the new mailbox to the old post. Mm-hmm. And um, it was immediately knocked over by something, not a plow. Because oh, I think that's plowed. what it was. The original mailbox had been destroyed in a snowstorm. The new mailbox you got, because we haven't had snow, we think was just crushed by the plow, either in a game of mailbox crushing or when it was putting the salt down. But yes, yeah, so they destroyed Possibly. the brand new mailbox. We hadn't even had it a week. Which I made, no, which I had made sure it didn't overhang the street. But anyway, when we had inclement weather We had in, in the forecast, yes. Uh I started unbunging the mailbox and bringing it at night, as you would the cat. <laughs> I I love that being your solution. Now, anytime I'm just going to every morning I'm take the mailbox. Inclement weather out. in yeah. the forecast, you say, "Fine, I'll see you your mailbox smashing and raise you one." And yet, you unbungied it. You brought the mailbox into the garage. <laughs> 
and waited. And I then, actually brought it into the house. It was on the kitchen table. That's right. And then you'll bring it and, and bring it back out. And inclement weather is always in the forecast because our local TV news, the forecast is called early warning forecast. Yeah. It's, you know you have, live in a place with terrible weather when the nightly, daily weather segment is called early warning. Not, not uh, weather to look forward to or uh, uh, look ahead at the weather. Early warning. You're going to want to brace yourself for this. And we've actually had a relatively mild winter. We the the plows have not been mild, but the uh, the gods and the skies have. Well, speaking of gods, our uh, our deified producer Denny Gallagher he hasn't sent us a formal curiosity shop this week, but he did text you this afternoon that he would be interested in your guys's take, as he put it, I believe, in uh, the viral video of a lady reclining her seat on an airplane recently into the lap of the guy behind her who was in the last row and had no way of reclining his seat. And then that guy was, what, was he punching her seat or He's just hitting her repeatedly. Seat? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. So two knuckleheads on an airplane stirred, kicked up this age-old controversy about um, is it okay to recline your seat on an airplane? Rebecca, you have the floor. I would pay extra money to sit in a seat where the one in front of it did not recline. And actually, that's what... I frequently what, do. That's what the um, the emergency rows are. You can't recline into them. Reclining your seat, I don't know that it makes you much more comfortable. It doesn't make it. you any more comfortable. This is comfortable. like a whole Seinfeld episode, isn't right. it? But having the seat reclined on you, especially when you're our height, makes it exponentially less comfortable to sit in that seat. Your so, infinitesimal comfort. I'm talking about the person reclining, uh, radically restricts not yes. only the movement, but uh, any I, I comfort at all. I find it to be an extraordinarily selfish, inconsiderate thing to do when people put their seat, seats back. And, and people um, have argued, well, I've paid for the seat. I should be able to use the full uh, apparatus that I've paid for. Um, and I so so, so if I were if in, a, in my fantasy world, the airlines would stop offering recline as an option. I agree. It's it's just like there should be a rule against the the one time I saw somebody walk onto a plane and walk into their window seat in the emergency row without ducking. If you can walk into the seat without ducking, you you shouldn't be allowed to sit in the emergency row. You don't your legs don't need that space. Like, can we just think as as autocorrect would say, you don't ducking need that space. You don't ducking need that space exactly. but yeah, I never, ever recline my seat. No, I decline I, to recline, I, and, yes. and everybody and else I, ought to. And it, I, I hate when the person in front of me reclines because it really does, I mean, it makes me feel claustrophobic. It 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 makes me unable to, you know, sit in a comfortable position. So I wish, you know. I carry, I carry a barber's bib, and I place it over the person who has reclined into my lap, and then I snip a little... Uh, uh, barber's shears and ask, do you want a little off yeah. the top? What am I doing here? Because I feel like a, a barber or a dentist when the person is lying in my lap on the flight. That being said, the guy who in the video who was like pounding on the uh, woman's seat, the f- obviously that wasn't the way to do it. I have had somebody try to put the seat back and I just like, it stops at my knees and I just like hold my knees there so they can't. Well, you have, um, where else are you supposed to put your knees other than at the end of your thighs? It's the only place. <laughs> it's the only place they go. The top of put my them, calves. Put the them end of in my the thighs. overhead. Yeah, it's um, and and maybe this is something that people who aren't extraordinarily tall don't don't mind or don't think about. But um, 
just don't do it. Don't recline on a plane. It's 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 super inconsiderate. Just to go back to earlier in the podcast when you talked about when we talked about our pickup hoops game today, you worked last night, and this as we record this on Tuesday, you were in studio for ESPN. The late I, game. It didn't tip until nine o'clock Eastern. Yeah, it was you a brought late one. You brought our two older girls to the studio with you, correct? Well, our, our daughters have been asking me a lot this year on Sundays, can we come with you to work? Can we come with you to work? But Sundays are really long days. We've been having a lot of triple headers. I just know they'd be bored out of their mind. And last night we only had one game. Sports Center was coming on after us. It wasn't going to be a long day in studio. So I brought our 15 and 13-year-olds with me. And... Uh, and they realized that it's probably not as exciting as they had initially hoped it would be. And while you did that, I took our two younger ones to another open gym mm-hmm. where we were playing hoops for an hour and a half. And at the end of this session, um, I just wanted to shoot a few free throws. I like to end the open gym by making as many free throws as I can out of 10 or 20. And, After and you make the them, night, do you say, Daddy still got game? Well, the other night I made 22 in a row. You were there. You witnessed it. But last night, I just said to our nine-year-old, I just want to shoot a couple of free throws. And she handed me the ball and said, you have two shots, relax on the first one, <laughs> which I thought was fantastic. Perfect, and then yeah. after I shot, and I believe made the first one, she got the ball and said, held up two fingers for the second shot and said, on the release, if it doesn't hit the rim, it's a violation. And she has memorized the referee patter of her nine-year-old fourth grade basketball games and and i love it yeah that's very sweet and it's also a sign that she's playing way too much organized basketball perhaps and perhaps she's on path to become a basketball referee she seemed to really be into it because it's uh as we mentioned at the start that it's dinner time for us anyway and the kids haven't eaten dinner and they're home from school and they have no activities tonight they're likely both restless and hungry we probably can't do a long podcast today, much to the relief of our listeners. And um, and I know we said last week we would save viewer mail for this week and do a lot of viewer mail. And we have a lot more viewer mail now because it's a week later. Next week would be a perfect time to do a, a viewer mail heavy episode. And this is why I'll be calling next week. I'll be calling the Oregon at Stanford game on Monday night. We'll red eye home. And Tuesday will be slightly fried. And so that would be a perfect time to have a viewer mail heavy episode are you suggesting because i know speaking for myself i'm slightly fried every tuesday anyway right i'll I'll be extra 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 crispy crispy. yes well speaking of slightly fried on a tuesday afternoon well we're not going to do viewer mail i do want to read one just because i've opened the queue here and the first one i opened at random was the the email title to ballandchain at gmail.com. I'm sorry, what is our email address? Ballandchainpod at gmail.com? Yes. Is the, uh, the header is alarms and cats. And uh, June writes, here's a sampling of my, afternoon, at my, of my afternoon alarms, just in case I have a few minutes to squeeze in a nap. As for cats, I have four all indoor cats. But um, so remember last week you were busting my chops for having a lot of alarms set on my phone in case I fall asleep in the afternoon. Three minutes, yes. Can I read you June's uh, afternoon alarms? Yes, please. Uh, Well, I can tell this is a screenshot of her phone. So it was 5:41, I assume, p.m. when she when she took the screenshot of her alarms, and her alarms are 3 p.m., 3:20, 4:30. 
4, 415, 445, 5, 515, and 525. Presumably she, she cleared that last, for? last uh, yes, for naps in case she has time to squeeze in a nap. <laughs> Didn't you hear me? She says, here's a sampling, not not the whole list, but here's a sampling of my afternoon alarms just in case I have a few minutes to squeeze in a nap. And those are um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 of them between 3 and 5.25 p.m. And she sent this at 5.41. But there's no way that she's setting all of those alarms. No, she's, she's probably... not setting them. No, 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 no. Right, right, These right. have been set at some point. Right. So that's... if it's 2.45. Right. She sets an alarm for 3.20 yeah, in case she that falls was asleep. My, that was my thing with you last week. Like, I have two alarms set on my phone. And if I want to add a different time, I change one of the two. I don't just add alarms. I don't like on your phone, you probably have 30 alarm options right. I didn't on mean there. to reopen this, this phone. Of no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just saying that was the part that I, that was intriguing too. Not only that they were in the afternoon, but that y- your brain um, and how you do stuff you how i how i arrange my eggs yes how you arrange your as it were that you instead of just changing one of the two alarms you just added another one that part was just as interesting to me but it sounds like june has a brain like yours so perfect (laughs) (laughs) before i was talking about you know how how ache how much my body is going to ache tomorrow after playing basketball today and um Last week, I had a chance, and I've done this a few times over the course of the past couple of months, to present awards to kids in who go to colleges in Connecticut who've uh, overcome some type of adversity. It's called the Hartford Healthcare Courage Award. And um, last week, I met two remarkable student athletes, one uh, named Sam Kramer, who goes to Fairfield University. She's a guard on the team. Last year, over Christmas time, her, her father passed away. Um, and she missed one game, came back, uh, finished the season strong. She um, is having a great senior season this year. And then I went up to UConn and um, presented uh, the award to Eli Thomas, who played on the UConn football team. When he was in high school and junior college, he tore his left ACL three times, came back from that to play football. And then while he was working out, had a stroke and um, has since come back from that. And UConn's medical department won't clear him to play but he's hoping that he can find somewhere else that will clear him because he loves football and has a season of eligibility left and really really wants to play and um anyway it's just it's kind of inspiring to meet these young people who have such strength and determination and who love sports so much and and use it as a way to to help them get through moments of of adversity real adversity in their lives whether it's losing a parent or um, having something as serious as a stroke and uh, striving to come back from it but um, anyway it was uh, you know as I complain about my aches and pains after a three-on-three basketball game with fifth and sixth graders it's a it's a good reminder of um, you know some of the beauty of sports and the reason people play it and uh you know, make me stop complaining about my aching knees. And I, I, you may not even have seen it, um, but last night, the UConn men's player, a cook, a cook. Did he tear his Achilles? Tore his Achilles, yeah. At the start of their game, I think, against Memphis. And, um, you know, when I was playing pickup today for the first time in ages, and I was thinking how, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you just can't get to that spot that you think you can get to where 
you know, I can make this shot easily and it, and it requires more of an effort to get the shot up there because you're weaker. What a short time it is, short, happy, glorious time it is that you're, you know, you and, and I was no, I was no you, Senator, to put it mildly, but um, well, you it can, is to, to yeah. play and, and play and being the oper- operative word. I, I may have mentioned this before, but I can't stand it when youth coaches are like, okay, six-year-old, it's time to get to work. You know, no, it's play and, and it's not work. You have the rest of your life to work and, and um, you know, when it's taken from you even temporarily, um, that's, it stinks. Yeah. And, and, and we're, you know, reaching the point in our lives. I mean, right now we're lamenting that we couldn't get to the spot as quickly as we used to while we're playing three on three basketball. I mean, it's not going to be very long from now that we're going to be lamenting the fact that we can't take stairs two at a time, (laughs) or we can't, you know, cross the road as quickly as we'd want or you know all of the things that come with age but you're absolutely right you know you just, you when just you're when you're living it it seems like forever you know when you're a little kid or even um in your 20s or early 30s that you know you've got all this time your body's always going to be able to do these things and then uh and then you slowly realize no that's certainly not the and case you, this morning you had you were standing in a mirror with our son um you're resting your head, your chin. I, on I his put head. him in front of me, and um, and I gave him a hug, and I was able to rest my chin on the top of his head, and I said to him and to you, I said, by the end of this summer, I won't be able to do this anymore because he's growing at such a rapid rate. Ever again, and um, and, and we and know I'm shrinking. Shrinking at yeah. a similar rate. Yes, that uh, you know, just have to um, totally hold on to these times. I mean, I can't carry like any of our kids anymore our youngest i can still put on my back and carry that way but um that i still insist on carrying her regardless and she said to me last night she asked if i could carry her upstairs and i said i said i would i said i will always carry you upstairs and she said and then when you get older i'll carry you upstairs and it was like (laughs) you know one of those uh, inspirational posters or something I have to say, every time you tell her you'll carry her up the stairs, I'm a little bit afraid that both of you are going to fall down and no, no, no. break uh, something. I mean, I'll be carrying her in my chairlift, my stairlift. <laughs> she'll be she'll be on my lap, and I'll right. be I'll be pressing the button to go up. All right. But the point remains: it's uh, it's flying by, and um, the more we can play pickup hoops until my hips actually fall out of their sockets and are replaced with titanium, then. Let's do it. Yeah, seriously. I, I'll, I'll need about another 15 years for my body to settle back into place after today. But I said to you, I said, if my knees were what they used to be, I would love to do this every single day. It was so much fun. And, and our, our daughter, who was not there, who was homesick, um, bequeathed a, a playlist to us yep. um, that we, we were playing in the gym. And uh, one, one day soon... We'll add to that playlist James Brown's Papa's Got a Brand New Hip. <laughs> Perfect. And on uh, on that note, on this late afternoon, early evening, our though, shortened podcast. Though, though probably dinner time in Barcelona. P- probably dinner time in Barcelona. Um, we'll have I mentioned this before? There's a restaurant in West Hartford called Barcelona. There is. Do you think there is a restaurant in Barcelona called West Hartford. Um, I ho- only hope that one day we visit Barcelona so we can uh, find that out. 
On that note, thank un- you, Danny Gallagher. And until then. And until then. Let's, let's have Tom, Dick, and Harry. Play us out. Sing says no pain, no gain, and we found that to be fact. The road might twist and turn a bit, but we all arrive intact. Mr. Mom and Mrs. Dad having each other's back. Day by day, just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Six of us and the family pet live in its cuckoo nest. Daily grind puts sanity to a daily test. Androgynous and vigorous, what we give for a little rest. Stay by day just to keep it sane. Who's the ball and who's the chain? It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. It's hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane. Hard to tell right here on Happiness Lane.